pray together. Holy Spirit, you are here. We know this. We know that you're speaking to our hearts. Because, Lord, you want to claim and own our hearts. For you, it is all about the heart. What begins in the heart changes our actions and our words. So I pray that people would respond today to your spirit and know that you are sovereign and know that you are speaking a word over their life for good regardless of their situation in life. May we hear the words you have to say and follow the word of life in Jesus Christ. His name we pray, amen. Y'all can be seated. If you are here today visiting, let me just say this, uh, you're getting really a, a wonderful uh, time to see what we're about as a church community, family, on mission in the world and in here. And I want to ask someone else to come up and share, uh, Carter Miscagney. Carter, you ready, bro? Uh, we've talked about this, so... He knows I didn't just call him out. Uh, but Carter and uh, Megan, uh, we prayed over them last Sunday, and we are praying for them without ceasing. Megan uh, has cancer, and we are believing in healing, yet we already believe that in Christ, she, Carter, and others here are fully healed because of him. Carter and I have been talking throughout the week. He wanted to share, and uh, he is a brother. He's not just a brother in Christ, but he is a brother. And so, uh, Carter, uh, I just want to hear what you, what you got for our church family. Um, first thing is I can't tell you all this week, you know, the support that you've shown us. It's just, it's just amazing. It's, uh, I didn't think I was do this, but um, it's, uh, we, we knew we loved this family. You know, this church family, but when you go through something like this and you see how much love, you know, we get home yesterday and there's just, you know, our church family has just given us so much. They've cleaned our house. They've, they've given us, you know, all kinds of stuff and it's just amazing. And um, I'll tell you that you never want to be on this side of things, but at the same time you do because, um, you know, before this, our little girl, about a year ago, was we had some scares with her, and we thought that you know they were running some tests, and and we didn't know they were running from some pretty serious tests. And I and I prayed out to the Lord. I said, Lord, you know, get me through this, and I promise you, I will serve you more. I will serve you. I will I will give my life to you more. And of course, everything went came back okay, and she's good. Well, I did nothing, and um, it was. Uh, I, I remember, I, can tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've put my knees right there and said, Dear Lord, give me the desire to follow you. And I would, I would go back to, to, to work, and I would, I would get back in a lifestyle, and, and I'd come back on Sunday, Dear Lord, give me the desire to follow you. And um, when Megan was diagnosed, I remember being outside the ER and I just found out, and I had to kind of get, get to by myself and... I, I, I just told the Lord to say, okay, you got my attention, you know, you know, you, you have it. So, and um, through that process, we've met, we, we sat down and we, we prayed 
that the Lord would give us the desire to follow him and we draw closer to each other and uh, we would not be scared to um, of what we believe then and you know and I can tell and of course healing now this week you know at New Orleans they didn't they did not give us a very good report not good at all you know it's it's the worst you can imagine and of course we know that we we don't we're not looking for the doctors to tell us if Megan's going to live or not. We know that we're going to give that to the Lord and his will be done. But we also prayed that the Lord would be glorified. And I can tell you that he has answered every single prayer. And we, we know that he is right there with us. Last week when we were standing right here and y'all prayed for us, there was a prayer that was answered literally during the prayer. And so we know how, how much prayer has affected our lives and how much he, it means to us now. And, and, you know, now we don't have anything to lose. Like it's, it's, uh, we want to, it's not roses. It is, you know, this morning we wake up and we're just, you know, just like, why, you know, why Lord? And we haven't answered that yet. He hasn't, you know, but we know that he, uh, we're going through some difficult times, and the only thing that's getting us through it is praying and knowing that y'all are praying for us and, and getting closer to him. So we know that, um, I kind of mentioned it to him, that y'all have done so much for us by praying. And, you know, after he gives the sermon, which um, we want to just give that back to you. So, you know, I think there'll be a few more others, but Megan will be over here. I'll be over here. And if there's anything that you you need to be prayed over, we want to do that for y'all. And um, I can tell you that don't wait until you you think that you have some time. Just don't wait. Just don't wait on a trial. Just surrender it. Just give it to him. And, you know, stand up for him. Do something. I mean, and, and I promise you, because... Because even though we're in a bad spot, we're in a great, great spot. We, we have our Lord. We, we're, we're drawn so close to him. And it's, it's awesome. I promise you. So, thank you. Amen. Stay up here. Yeah. Y'all love on Carter. Give him a hand. <laughs> Do want to pray for Carter right now. Believe in the power of prayer. Can't pray enough. Pray without ceasing. The Bible is clear. As we pray for Megan and Carter, uh, just pray that the Holy Spirit continues to give clarity and provide healing. And he will. He will. Heavenly Father, thank you for Carter. Thank you for his leadership in his family and in this church family. Continue to give him your supernatural strength, your supernatural peace, your supernatural clarity, even as we ask why. We know that you are sovereign and Lord. Thank you for the healing that you bring in Jesus Christ to our hearts for eternity and that you can bring for our bodies here. We continue to pray for that. We pray for their family and for Lila. And thank you for him sharing this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so, just so you all know, I want to be uh, real clear. It's going to be simple today. Uh, I want to start with a question. What allowed Carter to physically uh, say those words? I mean, if you think about it, we, um, that was real. I mean, I know it was real. It's not fake. 
Uh, it, it was not what I like to call sometimes uh, Christianese, you know, that we learn in Sunday school and spout out, easy to do. I mean, that's, that's real and, and, and gut-wrenching, but to have uh, both the uh, assurance uh, and the serenity to come before his church and share, what allows him to say that? It's a great question for every one of us. Uh, we will say actions speak louder than words. Uh, we'll say a picture paints a thousand words. We will say, we'll say go and preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yet, words matter. Words matter greatly. Uh, we're, we're in a series called Follow. It's all about following Jesus. And it's on the Ten Commandments all summer. We're closing next week might say save the best for last with adultery. Uh, so in with a bang, no pun intended. But closing, we're closing, closing, had to go there. Anyway, so Lord gave me a word, you know. He did. Got to give that shout out. Now then, back to today, bring you back, getting excited about next, anyway, back to today. Today is Exodus 2016. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Uh, now, that is not the old King James version there. You're just like, don't you just mean don't lie? Don't lie? Yes, that's the commandment that we think of. But just in like American, you know, the, the, the breezy version of the Bible is do not bear false witness against your neighbor. And think about those words. Witness. Jesus said, go and be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. Witness, neighbor. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. False, live the truth. Bear is in like you're bearing a life. Live the truth. And so it is about what we say today. And I'm, I'm more and more convicted as I see folks like Carter and Megan as I see some of you who are growing in Christ, what we hear ends up being what we say. What we hear from the Lord will speak out. So, you got to hear before you speak and live truthfully with His truth. I just, you know, real quick, I want to share a couple verses and, and then, as Carter said, we're going to take communion. Carter and Megan are going to be here. I do want to invite any that feel led. We do this, actually, in Honduras. Uh, every service just about we go to, uh, our church family comes forward and prays over one another. So whether you went to Honduras or if you're a deacon or, you know, if you feel led by the Lord, pray for one another up here. So I do think it's going to be a special time, special Sunday. The Holy Spirit is here we're going to pray over one another. So just a couple of verses I want to share before we move into that. First, talking about words, Proverbs 25, 11. Look at this. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. I love that verse. Just think about those words. A word fitly spoken, like apples of gold, in this setting of silver. All of us know how it feels when we 
been given an encouraging word uh, by, by a neighbor, by a friend, by someone we esteem. Man, it's just like, it can lift our day, it can lift our week, like apples of gold in this setting of silver. And so, you know, I ask, ask all of us, I mean, are we, are we praying before we speak? Or are we speaking and then we got to pray? Okay? Uh, just yesterday, I had a situation where somebody said, hey, I got this news for you. And I was on the phone and, you know, didn't know what it was. Share the news. And let me just say this. I'm often without words. I'm often without words. I uh, tell the old story. Miss Barbie, you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, this college professor one time said, you know, you're naturally loquacious. And I thought it was this great compliment. And I, I look up loquacious, and it just means talkative. And so, you know, I'm like, thanks, you know. So I'm, I'm rarely, like, without a word. And so I got this news, like, kind of, whoa, you know, you know, heavy. But I did say, I, thankfully, by the Spirit and by my own growth, that's like, let's just pray. Do you do that? Or do you try to, like, you know, just spew out something that you think, well, let me, you know, let me think of the best thing to say, and it, it ends up being verbal badness, something. Don't want to use another word there. But verbal garbage, like, oh, why did I say that? When you don't know what to say, what if you let a brother and sister in prayer and you look for God's word? Just say it. If we don't know what to say, pray. And then speak encouraging words. I do believe God gives us the words to speak. Often we go on the other side and we speak careless words. Uh, another proverb I want to share, Proverbs 13, 3. Uh, some of you are going to love this one. Proverbs 13, 3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. You know, let me just uh, tell you one quick story. I, uh, I love, I love, love, love baseball, um, my favorite sport. And uh, I've loved uh, coaching baseball. And there's one situation over the last season that I, that I really regret. And so this happens to us all. Uh, we were a streaky team. This is Jack's, you know, eighth-grade team, uh, eight, eight-year-old team. Very streaky. We won five of our first six, and then we lost six in a row. And uh, if you know me, uh, I like to win. And losing six in a row, and, and see, there was this one ref, up, this one up, and, I mean, like, he at least, at least cost us six runs. I mean, minimum, Okay. <laughs> I wish my assistant coaches were here. I'd get some amens. But at minimum. And I had to go out of town for a week. And we lost three games. We had some makeup games. Uh, I usually pitch. We had relief pitching in. Uh, and, and we lost three. And it wasn't. My wife tried to be glass half full. The words did not make an impact. I knew, I knew what it was. And so the words I spoke to her on the phone, I was like, you know, deep pause not know what to say, you know, things are rising up. And I just said, the tournament was starting, end of the season tournament, I said, 
I feel sorry for the team we're going to play. And I feel sorry for the umpire. Because I knew, and I began conducting this strategy, and those of y'all who play baseball and manage or coach, you know it. A lot of times, you know, the, uh, the arguments towards the umpire are, are really this intimidation because, you know, future calls, they'll think for a split second. You know, they don't want you running out. They don't want you, and it might make a difference. So we, we came, got in the game, and we're playing ball, doing well, close game. And then the play came where, and I'm not going to go into the details of play, but an ump blew a call, and it cost us a run. And I reacted. I reacted emotionally. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, on the team knew I was a pastor. I was in the middle of the field pitching. And, and my words were, and I'm going to save you some of them, but uh, no was in there. Um, you, you don't know the game was in there. Um, this is a joke was in there. And, and my wife can attest, I mean, it was not soft, okay? And so aren't you glad I'm your pastor? Those of you members. I mean, yeah. Now, there was a strategy there, because the same up, six runs minimum, cost us throughout the year. But it was like the, the parents sitting on the stand, I mean, they froze. They're like, whoa, that's pastor there? And thankfully, my wife tried to do some cleanup for me. She went down and was talking to some parents, and it's like, you know, you know that was kind of overreacted. And thankfully, some dad's like, it was a bad call. So, you know, they got me. They're tracking me. Now... All I'm saying, you're like, okay, good story, but they were careless words. I went to the ump. He's actually a JA student, guys back there, and I apologized. I said, look, guy, man, you know, I'm heated. You know, he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, and I don't know if he received it, but I was like, you know, I'm sorry. But we, even all of us, we do this, careless words. So pray before we speak. Not think before we speak. Pray before we speak, and they, they do matter. Another, just real quick, baseball example on an encouraging word, this one coach, you know, <clears throat> I've, I've talked to dads who coach, and, you know, we can get, you know, disappointed or frustrated, even at our, our sons, unfortunately. And I love, man, I love, love, love pitching these kids. And you talk about pressure. You talk about, like, pressure. You know, you're pitching to your team, and you're trying to line it up there. Uh, Gager, Gager Liston is not here today. I told him I was going to say his name because uh, I love watching old Gager hit. He just socked that ball. And uh, so, you know, Jack would come up and I'd throw it. And, man, you talk about pressure when your son's up there and, you know, just trying to just put it on a tee. Anyway, you know, sometimes we'd go home, good games, great, you know, not so good games, silence. And this one coach told, he sent the email to all the coaches, and he said, coaches, say these words to your kids, your sons. Son, I love watching you play. I was like, I just made it so clear to me. So every, Jack, man, I love watching you play. The team, guys, I love watching y'all play. Encouraging words. Going through some more scripture. Often, we will be in a situation where we have to say a tough word to somebody, tough love. Look at this verse. This is Proverbs 26. Five and six, we all need to hear this. Better is open rebuke, Proverbs 27, five and six. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Let me say this again. 
Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. I'll say one thing pertaining to this verse. Never let your words be stronger than your relationship. That's as clear as I can get. Let me say this again. Never let your words be stronger than your relationship. If you don't have that relationship foundation and you got to say, you want to say tough words, but the relationship isn't there, then someone else might need to say them. Uh, I do think it's important to, to be clear and be accountable, but you got to have the relationship. you got to have the relationship. Gossip. Comparison. Lies. Flattery. Things we do, me included, all the time. It's like it's in our DNA. Gossip. Would you say what you say when the other person is in the room? Comparison. Focusing on a person's weaknesses and defining them by that. Lying. We say, I don't lie when we hold back. We hold back a little bit. Hold back a little bit. Flattery. When we're nice to manipulate. All these things destroy relationships. All these things destroy community. It's why many in our world are really lonely. Do we affirm instead? Do we affirm? Everybody wants affirmation. As the church, we need to give it both in this house, outside this house. How do you do all this? Like really, how, how do, you're like, great Proverbs and some good advice. And, and I admit, I mean, Proverbs is, is good. But the how, go back to how Carter said this, it starts in the heart. It starts in the heart. Two questions. Who are you listening to? And what are you hearing? It's a who and a what. Here's what I mean. You know those old little cartoons with the angel and the devil, you know, whispering? It does kind of come down to that. But let me expand it. Are you listening to the slanderer or the savior? Okay? Because there is a slanderer. Revelation 12, Revelation 20, very clear. Slanderer, accuser. The devil, the wily serpent of old, will continually accuse and slander your name, your gifts, your life, your, your place, your situation, constantly, constantly. And then there's a Savior, Jesus Christ. And he is smiling on you. And he loves you and he speaks truth to you and he speaks affirmation and approval and love. And the gaps that the slanderer will point out in your life or use others to point out in your life, the Savior says, I'm going to stand in the gap just as he stood in the gap on the cross for all of our sin. He's like, hey, I'm there. That is a lie. And the Savior stands in the gap. So a lot depends, to be clear, who you are listening to. And then it also depends on what you are hearing. Get this. Get, you say what you hear. So if you are hearing in your mind, in your heart, wherever, pain, rejection, disapproval, over and over again, guess what you will say? If you hear love, affirmation, approval, you are my child, 
I love you. I have a purpose for you. I am over this. I claim you. I am here for you. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the Alpha and the Omega. If you hear those things, those words that matter, that are in God's Word, it changes your words. Words matter. God created through a word. He spoke, and you were created. God gave us a word to reveal himself. Words matter. God gives us words to have relationship with him and one another. So who you're listening to, what are you hearing? You need to hear this right now as we close before we come to communion. God has spoken a word over you. Jesus is smiling upon your life. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now. What will you say? You say, dear Lord, I need you. Just as I am, I come to you. Lord, forgive me. Lord, let me know that you are in this. I believe you, Lord. So many things you can say, but you got to know God has spoken on your life. Jesus has a smile on his face. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you supernaturally right now. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may we respond or both of you, for you, and giving our life to you. Thank you for your word written down, the word becoming flesh, Jesus Christ, the words of others in our church family that minister to us. Give us words to speak, both to respond to you and to minister to others. In Jesus' name, amen.